Welcome everybody to the Dream Lifestyle Podcast. In today's episode, we are talking about building and developing an unbreakable mindset. We're going to be talking about why it's important. We're going to be talking about how to develop that type of mindset. And for this episode, I brought in an ace in the hole. I brought in somebody that to me is the strongest person I know. My mama is here on the podcast with me. What's up, mom? Having me. I am so honored to join you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. This took a while. I've been asking for a while, but we finally got it done. Made it happen. Yes. And so with this topic, I felt as though you were the perfect person to talk about this, having an unbreakable mindset. And simply, and we're starting with why it's important for somebody to have it. In your mind, I'll just toss that question to you. Why is it important for somebody to have an unbreakable mindset? I think an unbreakable mindset is important because life is always happening. There are so many things that can cut in on you and then then before you know it, you're ebbing and flowing with situations as opposed to being who you are, who God made you and what what God said to you. And so the goal is to be constant in life, that you're not fluctuating in your opinions, you're not vacillating in faith, but you are choosing to be who you are, whether things are high or low whether things are left or right, whether things are happy or sad, Monday or Friday, you are the same person. I like that. So if I'm going to be the same person, uh, then my mindset has to be the same. I like you. You know what that actually makes me think about? One of the most famous scriptures that everybody loves, talks about, gets a tattooed, Philippians 4.13, right? I can do all things through Christ, right? (laughs) And a lot of times we talk about that scripture under the lens of, or under the framing of, well, I can go and conquer through all things, right? Regardless of what I encounter to my journey to success or whatever it is. But most people don't look at verse 12, where it's talking about basically through good and bad, yeah. right? Like being able to do all things isn't just about when things are good, mm-hmm. right? He wrote that I learned how to be content regardless of what's going on around me. Yeah. And so even in what you what you were saying, it was basically you basically talking about making a decision, right, to have that resolve that regardless of whatever's going on around me, I'm going to control my environment. I'm going to control my environment. You know? I'm not going to let my environment dictate who I'm going to be. I'm going to be the same person. And that's a decision that you make. If you wait until you're in those moments, then you'll fluctuate up and down. You'll make decisions based upon your emotions, your high, your low. But if you make the decision before life is happening, you're more likely to be constant and your mindset will be unbreakable. So it really is important um, if if there's going to be any weight to who you are. I mean, I think that's kind of like a... You know, when people say um, pray for peace, but be ready for war, like that's kind of what what I'm hearing you say, because I agree with you that, you know, we need to be able to make that decision while like before life happens. Right. Before things go left, before the unexpected phone call, before the unexpected death, the rejection, whatever happens, that we have to make the decision that, you know what, I'm going to keep moving forward. And so with that, right, because we know that life happens. Right. And ultimately, for all of us as people that are striving for something, right, we're going for something, we're taking on challenges, battles that at one point are unknown to us. And life, like we said, happens. How does somebody reach that point of making the decision? Well, for me personally, I think that's where I'd like to start. Um, I made the decision because I choose to love God. 
That's good. I choose to love him and I choose to please him. And so without my my heart for him, then I have nothing to live for, nothing to live towards. Yeah. And so he is my why. And because he is my why, I then all, I also have a guidebook. I have an instruction manual that tells me what it is that he would like to see me produce. The B-I-B-L-E. There you go, the Bible. <laughs> and so it tells me what the expectation is. So now I have something to live towards. I see what's there. I see what the expectation is. And not for nothing, I see the reward that comes That's from good. doing yeah. what he told me to do. So now I have something in front of me me that I'm hoping for as opposed to being myopic and just kind of distracted by whatever is causing me to feel yeah. rattled or yeah. feel like I'm unsettled in life. So uh, I'm I'm not sure that No, I no, you hit you hit the nail on the head because I think it's a matter of basically putting your feelings to the side. Yeah. Right? And in that decision, like there's there's an identity decision in that. Right. Where it's choosing. No, I'm going to be the person that is going to operate at a certain standard. And for us as believers, the standard is the Bible. Exactly. Right. And as you said, you said that basically following Christ is your why. And the same is true for me. And so because of that, we know our identity is rooted in Christ. And because our identity is rooted in Christ, though, what may be in front of us may seem like a lot. The stuff, the life that's going on around us is hard. Right. Tears in your eyes depressed, anxious, worry, all of that, right? We experience it, but because we understand our identity, right? The foundation of it, we know how to make a decision to basically put, push those feelings to the side and still say, you know what? I'm going to move forward regardless of pace. Mm -hmm. Because I think even that is like uh, a part of the process as well, where I think there's some people that almost bow down to their obstacles just because they're not able to push through at the pace that they may want, right? Because ultimately, you know, with faith, right, it does take faith to persevere. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're able to run, jump, crawl, roll, <laughs> whatever. Like, like, we got to just get there. Right. But but that takes a level, and I think that's developed, mm-hmm. right? And even in that, just we, we're going to use a lot of Bible references for this episode, yeah. so bear with us. But... You know, it makes me think about in James where it talks about take joy in all trials because that's a perfecting Absolutely. of your faith. That let that lets us know, again, us, like you said, understanding that the Bible is the is the guide. Yeah. Right? It's not about how we feel. So at that point, once we know the Bible is 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 the guide, right? That's the standard. Now it's up to us to follow the play. Exactly. And so when the Bible says that take joy because it's the perfecting of your faith, that lets us know it's a process to dictate the pace mm-hmm. of your perseverance, mm-hmm. right? It's not just a, it's not just going to be where you can deal with the craziest thing in life. And because you read the Bible twice or you memorize three scriptures that you're going to be able to just bounce back just like that. Like that's just not realistic. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about, you know, the difference between, you know, cause I mentioned just like pushing the, the emotions to the side where's that line in your mind in having a person in, in having an unbreakable mindset when it comes to internalizing feelings, but also making the consciousness to push them away? Because I think for someone that is a believer, right, they might not want to go too deep into internalizing emotions because that's not healthy, but also at the same time, you don't want to be emotional. So how do you, 
How does that balance work in your mind? You know, it, it is tough. We're not going to say it's easy, mm -hmm. um, but it is choosing to believe God's word over how you're feeling. And feelings are very, uh, they're tangible. Like, yeah. I, you know, I feel a certain way. Tears want to come out. And I don't think we have to ignore the feelings, but we just don't prioritize those those feelings. That's good. Yeah. And so now I look to the word of God and I determine that even if the tears are falling, even if I feel exasperated or frustrated, I'm still going to walk in self-control, right? Because that's a yeah. fruit of the spirit. Oh, that's good. So now the self-control says rein in the emotional response and do what God has told me to do. Otherwise, we'll have temper tantrums and we're 30 years old. I mean, at what point do you right. say enough is enough with the temper tantrums? I'm yes. I'm wrong person. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So I cannot allow myself to yield to feelings and flesh and even factual information. There is a resolve to do the word of God. And will I miss it at times? Absolutely. But I think for me, when I miss it and I see the fruit or the results from a missed opportunity, that reigns me in the next time because I don't like that. I don't yeah, like there's there's nothing worse than like seeing the missed opportunity and you know you missed it just because you didn't have the self control that you were talking about. I don't like that yeah, feeling. that actually that makes me think about my time at Mammoth. Mm. and and the reason why I say that is because you know they told me one thing and another happened. Mm -hmm. And emotionally, it was just I was in this space of I just need someone to give me a reason. Mm. Right. You know, you, you just read, just you know what? I just need somebody so, to cut me off. Take the parking spot. Just just give up. me a re give me an excuse. <laughs> right. But because to the identity piece. Mm -hmm. Right. And again, I don't ever want to have the spiritual side of it sound spooky or anything, but because of the identity of who I am as a man, but also just as a, a man of God, it's like, I'm not going to do that. Exactly. Right. I'm not going to, as much as I might have every reason to blow up, I might have every reason to cuss everybody out. I could have every reason I'd be justified, mm -hmm. but because of my identity and I understand my identity and I'm also aware of my emotions because I believe like that's the difference between, you know, internalizing and just actually making the decision to, okay, for now, push those to the side. doesn't matter how I feel. I was able to remain calm. I was able to keep my composure, even though you were able I had to every be right. Yourself, being yeah. who God made you to be, and be, uh, be someone that you could respect when the day was over. Yeah, and I like because I think everyone has that ability. Absolutely, you know, like everyone has the ability to be yourself, and in being yourself, even more specific than that, deeper than that, being who God created you to be, you have self control. In that, like we we have emotions, but that doesn't mean we have to be emotional. Exactly. You know, and I think more people they just bow to their emotions, or because they've experienced their emotions, or they lack the awareness of their emotions. They, you know, they they grew up where they had a lot of temper tantrums or whatever, and no one ever said anything to them about it, and they're just like, well, I guess I'm just emotional. This is just this is just who I am, and they're like placing their identity 
in the wrong place. And they get a response from it. So if they keep getting a response from emotional outbursts, yeah. then they think it works the older they get. But it it doesn't. No, work. you look crazy. It, you look crazy. <laughs> you <yeah>. look nuts. <laughs> and you're always you're always moved by yeah. emo so someone can say boo and then you're having a meltdown. Yeah. And that's just does not help for the right kind of mindset. You who wants to hire someone who's just flaky all over the place right. emotionally. You cannot depend on a person like that. Yeah. And I think to, sorry to cut you off, even in that, right? Anyone that is looking to accomplish anything significant, yeah, you, you can. can't be just going with the wind. You have to have a level of discipline to say, you know what? I have this situation going on, but right now I'm here. I have to be focused. Right? Yes. I just got a practical example. Yes. I just got into an argument with my significant other, but right now, there's a job to do. Like, I got to focus. We can deal with that at another time. And that takes maturity. Absolutely. Like, real maturity to basically compartmentalize in a healthy way, right? You're still able to communicate what's going on, but able to focus on the right things. And I think that's one of the ways in which people are able to develop the mindset that we're talking about is really focusing on the right stuff, exactly. you know? And, and even along with focusing, like, for me, I tell people that basically your mindset is made up of three things. It's made up of your beliefs, your behaviors, and your emotions. Mm -hmm. And so in that beliefs piece, that's where we're talking about the stuff like the identity, mm -hmm. right? In terms of where your identity is founded, the, the evidence that you have in order to believe those things, right? Your behaviors, where you're talking about just your responses, your reactions, things of that nature. And then your emotions, which is basically the glue that holds it all together. Because I think all of us need a level of emotional mastery. You need to be able to know yourself well enough to be able to say, I am angry, but I can keep it, yeah. keep it cute. <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Like, I think all of us and need that. And if I can't, then I know I need to pull out. I yes. need to leave. I need to regroup somewhere else so I can come back yeah. together again. Yeah, because that self-awareness is important because as we mature, grow, navigate, climb, you know, build all the great stuff, it is ultimately about, okay, how do I make decisions that are, that are effective, exactly. right? How do I make decisions that ensure I'm a step closer or I'm taking steps towards what God has for me, what I want, the goals I've set for myself, whatever. Because as we mentioned before, most of the time when you set a goal, cool, those first two, three steps, no problem. Mm -hmm. Once you get to like three or four, five, yeah. something's going to happen. Yeah. You know, I like I always tell everyone it's like whether you hear a good sermon on Sunday, whether you watch a good motivational video, whatever it is, you work on yourself in some way, shape or form, working on your mindset, your thought, whatever it is, something's going to happen that's going to challenge you. It's going to challenge you to see, are you going to continue or is this a moment that you're going to faint and you have to make a decision? I was thinking as you were talking about, um, I remember being very disappointed in the church disappointed in what happened at church, disappointed by church people, disappointed. Yeah. And so I loved God. I was very clear that he was alive and I was going to make a decision. And I remember praying, Father, I'm not going back to church. Mm, really? It was an emotional response. Yeah. But it was like I was very calm, but it was an emotional response because I was saying, look at those people. And look at how it's just not lined up with the Bible. The Bible says this, and they look like hypocrites to me. 
That's good. It was wow. An emotional response. And I called on the Lord. I said, I'm not going back to church. I, you know, I'll, I'll be, you know, I'll love you and I'll do what's going to please you, but I'm done with those church people and I'm done with church. <laughs> but I heard God say to me, he said, but those are my people. And I said, I, yeah, I know and you love them, Lord. And right. That's, that's your job to love them. That's not mine. I'm going to just, exactly. <laughs> it's me and you. I don't, I don't know about them. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. But he said, this is how he responded to me. He said, well, Quinn, if you cannot, if you cannot, how do you say? It? He said, uh, this is what I want you to do. If you cannot find the example of people doing the scripture, then I want you to go and be an example. Mm. Hold up. Wait a minute. Just, just, let's just let that sit. Let that sit there for a second. You said, God said, if you cannot find an example, then go be an example. Go be an example. That was the beginning of an unbreakable mindset. Because right then I said, yes, Lord. Now I can look at the scripture. And even though things around me may have been disappointing, even though disappointments came and and the waves blew in situations that could make me fall apart yeah. presented. Mm -hmm. Now I have an assignment. Ooh, wait a minute. Now wait. I have oh, that's good. Commitment. That's good. That I've made is between me and my father. Yeah. To be an example. Because just like I was looking for someone, doesn't mean I'm perfect, but just like I was looking for someone who was doing the scripture. So who who was actually believing this enough to do it? Yeah. And I couldn't find anyone. I'm on assignment now. I think you touch on an amazing point that along with having or knowing your identity in order to have an unbreakable mindset, you got to have a mission. You got to have a mission. Like you got to have not only purpose, like you have to have, as you said, an assignment that's attached to your identity. So that way you always have something serious, something real to look towards as you might be seeing the stuff going on around you. You're laser focused in on, yeah. no, that needs to get done. This assignment, this thing, whatever it is. And that goes on any level, too. Absolutely. You know, like in your case, you're talking about just a, a divine godly assignment. That's the top of the top. But this goes as low as, as just any simple goal. Exactly. And I think that's so important that in order to develop that unbreakable mindset, you need to understand who you are. Right. The self-awareness piece that we talked about earlier. But you got to have a mission. Exactly. I can't tell you the number of times when the emotions one they presented themselves. Right. Emotions present. Them Absolutely. We're all human opportunity for you to partake. Yes. But I choose not to partake of the emotion because I don't have time for that. I, I, I have something I have to get done right now. So right now you have to take the back seat until I get done with the assignment. That's so good. maybe I will allow tears later, but not right now. If you're looking for accountability, you need to check out the Dream Society. For $20 a month, you can join a community that will give you the support that you need and the accountability that you need to hit your goals every single 
week. And for $20 a month, it is the best investment that you will ever make in yourself. So I want you to go to dreamsociety.info right now to join. And let's get back to the episode. Yeah, that's that's good. And I, I like that you said for right now. For right. right. Not to say like we're going to just push the emotions and we're never going to talk about it, never going to deal with it. It's no, no, no. Right now. Yeah we're focusing on this we we're doing this right now there's a job to be done that's like one of my favorite things like there's a job there's to a do job to be done you know and i think and, and ultimately i think a lot of people need to look at their life from that perspective mm -hmm. because ultimately when we're talking about unbreakable mindset it's talking about controlling your environment mm -hmm. it's talking about controlling how you handle the situation right like one of the things i always say to really encourage people is you're focusing on you dealing with the circumstance when the truth is the circumstance really should be dealing with you. Mm -hmm. And when you that simple flip helps someone understand, helps people understand, no, this is still in your control. I know that it's hard. I know that it may bring you to tears. I know that you've lost hope. It's disappointing. All the stuff. But ultimately, when you think about just your mission and you think about who you are, you need to understand, especially as believers, You've already won. You've already won. And so it's time for you to step up. You got to step up. And that means that I do not entertain those thoughts. Mm -hmm. I got to flip the thought and I start focusing on what the assignment is, what it is I'm, I'm after. Right. Mm -hmm. So because if I don't and I start meditating and focusing on this pre presented feeling. Yeah. Well, it's over. Right. Right. It, right. It's done. Right. I'm going to be up crying all night long. It's over. I'm going to be mad at the entire world. It's over. Right. I'm going to be someone who's jealous of this person and that person and the other. No, I'm not going to entertain any of these feelings because they are they are antithetical to scripture. They do not yeah. please God. It's not what my father wants from me. So I cannot spend my time focused on what those feelings yeah. are presented. That's real. And and you know what? It shows itself in the people that blame Mm -hmm. Right. It's never them, even though they're the common denominator in all of it. it but it's no, it's because they didn't give me an opportunity because they did that because yeah. she did that because he did that. Yeah. It's never the self accountability. Never. Yeah. Right. And, and even in that pivoting a little bit, because we've kind of mentioned this a little bit in this conversation. Talk about the importance of the people that are around you mm -hmm. when it comes to building that unbreakable mindset. Yeah, when you when you think about who's around you and the emotions that it pulls out of you, mm -hmm. that's when you have to determine is this a good person for me or maybe this is I'm I'm just not ready for this person. Mm. Um I think you have to own where you are. Yeah. Um there are people who are around you and they may be jealous of you, right? That's a reality. And so if they're jealous of you, then you have to determine can you handle their their being jealous of you? So if you know that they're jealous of you, are you playing into it so that they can keep it? Yeah, that's real. That's real. And that happens. Or do you say, I'm going to help this person out? Yeah. Because if they're jealous, just, just throw you out an example. Mm -hmm. If I know they struggle with jealousy, am I going to go shopping? So now they're yeah. trying to figure out how. How can they do all of that? How did they? Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't do that to the person. I don't know if that's answering your question. No, it does. It does. Because you need to really properly vet. 
the people that are around you, like in a real way. Cause I, I think so often people just have relationships and friendships just because yeah. like, there's no reason. And then for the people that have close knit groups, you know, the, the people that aren't willing to challenge themselves with their friendships, they're like, well, I don't want transactional friendships. Why not? <laughs> this is a transaction. It might not be monetary, but you giving me something I'm giving something to you like this. This is transactional. I don't need anybody in my life where it's not some level of transaction. Are you bringing me peace? Are we doing business together? Do I have a good time with you? I want transactional friendship. I need transactional relationship because ultimately that's what relationship is. Exactly. Right. And in the example that you gave, that's pretty much at least in the jealousy piece of it. Right. That's a one sided thing. And especially if, like you said, you feed into it. You're only going to instigate that person ended up hating you, talking bad about you, whatever case it is. And it's probably blowing up your head like that gets you nowhere, gets you nowhere. So talk about the flip side of that. Then what is describe the person that you'd want to have around you as you develop your unbreakable mindset? Because as we've said, the, the road gets hard. Right. It gets really hard where sometimes you got to borrow some faith. Sometimes you got to, you know, you might need somebody to lean on. So talk about the person that you need around you. I think you you keep the people around you who are where you're headed. Right. If you're someone who um, is a hothead, Mm -hmm. then and you you recognize that this person seems to always be at peace. Like They don't seem to be rattled by every little thing. Yeah. Well, maybe that's the kind of personality you want to put around you so that you can understand like what is their what is their worldview like what how do they process life yes. when it's happening that they can remain so calm and you're feeling like let's just right. rip like, out every yeah what's going on what's going on yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, so maybe i need to put them in my in my in my um just in your circle in your friend yeah 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 in my friend circle and and i use that as an example because it's 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 true yeah oh it ha- oh yeah i remember there was a class and i wasn't doing well in it this is many years ago of course so i'm in class and i'm not doing well in the class and every time i get my paper back it's crazy grades like you know yeah great <laughs> and so but i had a friend and every time she got her paper back she was getting like 90s and hundreds and so i said how's she always getting these great grades so i decided i would knock on her door and i said her name was robin i said hey rob if shout out to robin if she's listening mm-hmm. but i said hey rob i want you to do me a favor every time you go study i want you to come and get me that's good And she said okay sure so what was i doing i wasn't liking where i was so i said let me go find out what this person is doing and i mm. brought her into my circle yeah. And I hope this is answering. Your question. No, it is. No, it, it's good. Keep going. So I brought her into my circle. And what happened is that she started knocking on my door all the time. Every time I looked up, she's knocking on my door. <laughs> you, you ain't know what you was asking for. Like, hold up. Right? I ain't signing for all this. What you knocking on my door for? <laughs> I was like, she says, yeah, we're going to go study. Yeah. We just studied. Yeah, we're going to go again. Oh, okay. So I grabbed my things and I went to study with her. And watch this. I had to choose to allow her to uh, inform my response. That's good. So now when I was with her studying, I thought we would go and then we'll just pack everything up and then we start talking. Yeah, right. <laughs> she yeah. Studying. Yeah, she are actually doing it. That's happened to me so many times. Yeah, oh, we're actually, oh, you actually oh. brought the book. 
who knows? Yeah. Oh, okay, so I guess I'm studying too. Yeah. So I, she didn't let me change her. She allowed she allowed me to come into her world so that I could see what she was doing, and now I can yeah. make some adjustments that I needed. And Let's so go. the discipline to open my book, the discipline to read and and really study became something that changed my results. That's good. Because I went from getting the crazy grade to now I got 90s and 100s. Yeah. And I can only attribute it to choosing to put myself in the surrounding of someone who was where I wanted to be. I love that. And I think that's perfect for the person that knows that they're in an in let's say in an area in their emotional state. Like they're aware like I need to work on my anger. I need to work on my responses, but I'm not sure how to do it. I think the story that you just told is a perfect answer to that. Where it's like, listen, find somebody that is good, but then even in what you said, be willing to go through the process to improve that area Absolutely. because it's tough. It's hard, especially when you're working on something that like you've never done before or you're being challenged in a way, you know, like I've, I've dealt with that, you know, in sports where I'd work out with someone who is, you know, far ahead of me. Yeah. And I, and they're, you know, like my, my thing is, all right, we're going to make 10 each spot. None real quick. I'm used to it. 10 a spot. Cool. Let's do it. Then you get with somebody that says, all right, we only counting swishes. Hold up. What? So that's going to take longer. Yeah, so so wait a minute. Only swishes? Yeah. They go. They done in like five minutes. I go. Takes me about 20 minutes. No problem. No problem, youngin. You're going to do this again. Do you know what you want to accomplish in the new year, whether it be personally or professionally? If you're trying to figure it out, I'm encouraging you to get your ticket to the Dreamer Symposium. This is going to be your space to get really clear on what you want to do where you are and you're going to leave with a practical success strategy and there's going to be an accountability system for the entire year to make sure that you complete it so that way you elevate your life all you have to do to get your ticket is go to dreamersymposium.com right now so you can register i want you to be there because i want you to level up i want you to go to the next level in your life i want you to level up in your finances level up in your personal life level up in your professional life level up your overall level of being and you have to go to the dreamer symposium to do that so go to dreamersymposium.com get your ticket now let's get back to the episode again you know but it's it's it you stronger it, absolutely and it did because to your point you got to pay attention to the results right the results are what matter and especially for people that are ambitious for people that have goals and they're actually trying to hit them ultimately all that feeling stuff is cool but what are the results and if the results don't look like what you need them to be or what the journey requires in order for you to get to where you want to go in order for you to become who god's called you to be to have what god's called you to have and everything like that Mm -hmm. you got to look at the results yeah and that's the making of an unbreakable mindset. Absolutely. Right. That focus, that understanding who you are, understanding, you know, your your emotions, as well as surrounding yourself with the right people, Absolutely. you know, because all of it plays a role. Mm-hmm. All of it plays a role. An unbreakable mindset has to do with being able to be faced with anything yeah. and being able to make the decision, like you said. That's really good. That's really good. Well, I hope that you guys got some value out of this conversation as we talked about building and developing an unbreakable 
mindset. This is good. I might have to, we gotta have you back. This is this is fun. Yeah. So listen, if you didn't, be sure to get your ticket to the Dreamer Symposium. It's in the link description below. It's gonna be awesome. Um, you stopped in a little bit for the symposium, but talk a little bit before we get off. Talk about the importance of just taking time to just write out your goals and get clear on what you want to do and why you want to do it. Yeah, if you don't write a goal down, you'll never reach it and you'll never know if you met it. So it's important to write down the goals and to come to that symposium. I, of course, I'm the mother, right? So I was so proud of my son. He did a phenomenal job in presenting truth, just basic things that are we can so easily overlook. Yeah. And writing down the goals and then hearing other people talk about their goals. I am very sure that people were challenged because iron sharpens iron. That's a Bible verse. Mm -hmm. but, but we are there to encourage one another, motivate one another, and be around people of like the same kind of mindset. Yep. Yep. Everyone has a goal. Everyone is trying to figure out how to meet their goals. And now you're in a space where people are having good success. Oh man, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. When they're having good success, now that's a challenge. It says, okay, next dreamer symposium, I'm gonna see my some of my goals, you know, met. Absolutely. I'm yeah. See it happen because yeah. um I'm gonna work like these other people in the room. It's so the right environment. Because it's worth it. It's it oh my so goodness. I was challenged myself. Yeah, it is. And you know, ultimately one of my favorite scriptures, Proverbs sixteen three, commit your actions to the Lord, and he will cause them to succeed. Yes. It's that simple. It's that simple. So Washington DC, December sixteenth, get your ticket. We'd love to have you there. Um, thank you so much thank for this. Um, okay, that's all I got. So listen, understand that your dream is possible as long as you're willing to work for it. I'll see you guys next week. And as you prepare for next week, go check out last week's conversation.